you're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Hello, everyone, and we'd like to welcome you back to the Fox Den Sports Podcast, along with my sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. I am Todd Fox. And we would like to welcome all of our friends, our family, and our foes. Got a lot of foes out there. A lot of foes from Arizona who I really don't care for right now. <laughs> we would like to welcome you to our podcast as well. I don't know what number it is. I think it's 106, 107, 108. Doesn't really matter anymore at this point. So we're going to get into it. We, I'm sorry, but, uh, yeah, we missed the last couple of weeks. We uh, we had a holiday season coming up. A lot, a lot of us were extremely busy, so we were unable – to get on Garrett was uh, out of town all all week last week so it was kind of difficult so we went we're not able to get on the podcast but we are here now and we are a few days uh a few days uh, ago uh, the Oklahoma Sooners were beat 38 to 24 by the Arizona Wildcats in a bowl game that honestly we should have won we were the better team and just uh, six turnovers happened, and, and it was it was an ugly performance. But I want to see what everybody else has to say about it, and we'll kind of discuss a few things. So what are your off thoughts on the bowl game? First off, I'll say one props to Arizona. Like, even though we had the turnovers, they still forced them. Like, But putting that aside, that was also probably the sloppiest OU game I've seen in – a minute offensively defensively holding them to 38 honestly one of them being a pick six and a lot of those touchdowns coming from very uh, you know short field possessions I felt like our defense did pretty solid but offensively yeah that's just something you can't do I know we you know lost to Levy and everything a first time starting quarterback but either way I know like everyone's saying like Oklahoma still has standards and that's just embarrassing honestly but also the uh this turnover sword they had once they got one on there and they started talking about it all the time i was like great you i could already see the the headline and the social media posts and everything of like Arizona, let's let's fill up the sword, and it's got a bunch of footballs on there, and I could already see that painting on the wall. It was just a, some was things you can cool just tell. Though. No, I hated how much I loved it. I really yeah. did like it. Yeah. We don't have anything like that. Most big teams do, like whether it's a necklace or a throne or whatever. But now we ain't got nothing. Which I guess no, it you know it's fine. Turnovers a turnover, but. Well, the game didn't start off well. Uh, I know they took, um, what is a 13 nothing lead, I believe. And then we came back, tied it, or got to 14 to 13 at halftime. Things were looking good. Uh, we were rolling. Uh, we were up, I think it was 24 to 13, going down, possibly to score another touchdown. Could have been a field goal, whatever might happen. But then Arnold makes the throw. Farouk catches it, but then fumbles it. So, I mean, it's just a weird, weird play. That was like, one in a million. Yeah, that, that was so was unfortunate. Yeah, like, nah. Game over at that point. If we score a touchdown on that drive, game's over. 
game's over and we would have won the bowl game. And it's easy to sit there and say some fans, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Nobody cares about the bowls. Well, I mean, I, I care. I wanted to win. And I know uh, Drake Stoops cared. He wanted to win. That's that's kind of who I feel really bad for is Drake Stoops. But Arizona outplayed us uh, towards the end of the game. They made the plays when it needed to happen. I mean, for us to even be close in that game with six turnovers is amazing. And Jackson Arnold, I mean, I think he I think he played well. He had 300 and uh, what was it, 66 yards? 61. 61 yeah. yards. And he had two touchdowns, three interceptions, 26 uh, 45 passing. So he had, a, I think he had a pretty decent game. He's showing you uh, what the future has, and that's his first start. And I think, I, I don't know the answer to this, but I think that was their game plan was to get him to try to throw the ball as much as possible to try to get him just some experience. And that's what he got. And you, and a couple of those interceptions were, I think uh, the more he plays, he won't make. He, he was a little bit, um, what do you call it? A little, uh, Hesitant, late. kind of locked Hesitant in. On the ball yeah. to Stoops on the sideline. The one over the middle. I know the uh, safety made a really good play on it. And um, and then the one the linebacker caught. So, I mean, all, all three of those, I mean, are, are probably plays that he may hopefully not make in the future. But we'll see. But he's got he's got some uh, some wills as well. He was running the football well. Sawchuck was running the ball well. I know a lot of folks are – trying to figure out, like, if he was running the ball so well. I mean, he had, like, eight yards per carry. He had 115 carries for 134 yards. I mean, why not keep having him run the football? Uh, and I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I just think that they were trying to get Jackson Arnold as many touches and as many throws as he possibly could get. That's what I kept saying the night of. is like, well, one, if Jackson Arnold had that bad of a game in his first start, usually it would be against, like, Tulane or somebody, and it's just like, yeah, rough game. We still take care of business. And then he comes back week two and plays a lot better. But also, um, I, I'm happy with, like, how they didn't, like, get conservative with him or, like, get soft. Like, I like how they just kept going aggressive. Now, it may have not worked out because he had three interceptions. But if we got soft with him, that shows low confidence and, like, we're scared to get him out there. But I'm glad we just kept going at him. And, like, I think this kind of game – with this kind of experience is going to mean a lot going into next year. And also it's not good. Like I don't want him to get all this hate, but with people with what they're probably saying online, he's going to be fired up all summer long. And I think that's awesome. Well, yeah, that the biggest thing for me that stood out was that he didn't stop or he didn't get conservative. Like he yeah, still he, took shots. He, he still going. took yeah. tight windows and fitting it in there or, or you know, making mm -hmm. a throw with a guy coming right at his face and still making a very, impressive like back foot throw stuff like that so like you said he stayed aggressive and honestly this is probably gonna be the first time he's gotten a ton of just not from Oklahoma games necessarily hopefully yeah but like hmm. media hate on his performance because during high school he was a superstar and he hasn't played yet here and he's only seen good things about his name but well I mean yeah. that's going to be the biggest thing is how he responds to it but I have no yeah expectation that he'll shy away from it the only it also bad things the, go ahead again now you go for it well i was just gonna say the only bad thing that uh ou fans those those people have no clue they're just like thinking we should be able to win every single game and they're not realistic and they're just well haters anyway so i, I don't those people don't matter so and yet but you're correct i mean he's not he 
he he's gonna only that's probably the first time he's ever gonna have to deal with any kind of adversity but he's gonna be fine from it he's got a cannon for sure and he can, yeah. he's got a his release i love his release it's very quick quick release super quick can, like i said he could run i mean I personally think if Dylan Gabriel plays that game, we probably win. But guess what? Then Dylan, then uh, Jackson Arnold doesn't get any reps, doesn't get any, any, you know, much playing time, if any. So I'm happy the way it, ha- it turned out. I mean, I, I, when I say that, I'm not happy with the, the result of the score, but I'm happy he got playing time and he, and he got to play against a, I mean, Arizona's a good football team. They're not a top uh, echelon team. They're not one of the blue bloods, anything like that, but they, they had a good top season. 10 this year though. Yeah, in my opinion, I'd say team. so. They're a good football team. We cannot stop those two receivers and then the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback, uh, you know, in the second and third quarter, I felt like we kind of controlled him. And then all of a sudden, it happened. Well, the even in the fourth. Terrible. He just yeah. he got ball a good good position every every possession. Like, they only had a couple drives where they moved the ball on offense. It was all defense. They like, kept no, trying to compare yeah. him to a Patrick Mahomes Patrick, with a Kyler like, Murray body. That dude was terrible. See, that was that's, like, an insult. that's an insult to Mahomes. That's an insult to Kyler Murray. Well, that also, dude. like, there's plenty of quarterbacks who can scramble around the pocket. Like, yeah, he made one play and it was a two-point conversion. It was a two-point conversion. It's annoying, but it's pretty funny, I, though. That annoyed he made too. one sc- nice scramble pass as a two-point conversion after a pick six. Like, he was not good. That defense won the game. More Oklahoma lost the game. Like oh, we lost the game. We were they were we the better team, and they they, they we got all that momentum finally after after uh, Arnold started getting going, and he was he it looked so effortless, and he just launched the ball 45, 50 yards down the field, and it looked like he wasn't even breaking a sweat. I think we just yeah. we could have ran the ball more, but it was nice to see all season I've complained about how conservative we were and we didn't get conservative once. I think we could have got a little more conservative and just calling a run player two towards the end. But especially that one after the, uh, after Farouk's fumble and all that, the next drive is like, all right, let's just slow it down a little bit. We still, we're still are in a good position and we turn it over again. Well, like that said, that we score on that Farouk, drive that's our second drive coming out of half because 14 to 3 at half score a bomb to brennan thompson at halftime take a big lead not big about 10 points and then farouk like i've said that was the worst game of his career by far sure and two fumbles from him is very uncharacteristic that first fumble in the first half in my opinion was caused by stoops kind of being in the way and messing him up I think he had a good idea of where he was at and where he was going. And then he sees Stoops come up behind him. And I don't think he thought anybody was behind him because of that. And that's where that fumble came from was someone punching out from behind. So I think if Stoops, like he was trying to block, but isn't kind of right in his path and in his way, that's fine. But I mean, stuff happens, but that was. Chuck, go ahead. That was the worst game Farouk's played turnover wise easily. And. Like Dad said already, I mean, we probably would have scored on that drive if not a field goal, and it's a at least a field um, goal, completely and, different game. Yeah, so, because Sawchuck had 15 carries, 134 yards. He had a long 62 yard run. So you take out that long run, he has uh, he he averages 4.8 yards a carry, which is still good. So yeah, I th- and with the line, and we could sit there. I'm not going to make excuses. I mean, we 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 lost the game. We still had Rouse in there, and we had Matire in there. So, um, 
What's that? But even th- they only had three sacks. It's not like their right. defensive no. line was and crazy. And all their Arizona so. fans were saying, like, oh, I'd love to see you try and run on our offensive right. line. Okay, 200 yards. How do you like that? Like, And that's, and that's our very – we had two starters in there. The rest of them are basically making their first starts against, again, a defensive line they were very confident in for whatever reason. And that was the first time our defensive line decided to show up all year as well. It just sucked that our back end. Before the game, we were going to have five sacks. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to win this ball game for sure, is what I would think. Because we had, I mean, five sacks. That's a, that's they Five sacks and 30 really rushing good. yards. Well, 30 yes, rushing they, yards. They got a lot of pressure on him, even without the five. I mean, you take. They, that's they the only reason we got more. the pick. Right. We hit his right. arm, if I'm not mistaken. They played very well, so I'm not going to take it away. I mean, I, I just wish, for whatever reason, and I love Venables to death, but his defenses have always, at least at OU, given up big plays. And it's frustrating, I know, that, but they've always given up the big play. I, don't, I didn't watch him a whole lot when he was at Clemson for those, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten years that he was there. But it is what it is. I still think we're going to be better off in the end with getting some of the players in there, hopefully. I know, I know uh, you know, I can't wait till David Stone gets in. I think that'll be a, he'll be a wrecking crew. If you're, I just hope and I pray that they play him from, you know, if he's, if he's um, good enough, which he should be. And I think he will be, but playing, if he's good enough playing, no reason to wait, get him out there and let him play. I think he'll play. My only thing that kind of sinks, it's good, but we have two Terry, Dejon Terry, I think. And then Co are both coming back which is our two nose tackles. So that's that's his position. So maybe he's got the speed to come off the edge. I just don't think that's his natural position. So yeah. that'll be interesting. Probably... Maybe we'll switch it up a little bit and have more bigger bodies on the defensive line and rely more on Stutzman and Kip Lewis, which I'm fine with because, like I said, I think next year they're going to be the best linebacker core in the country, in my opinion. But – because Kip had Kip had another great game, Kip's great good. game. Kip Lewis is good. He led the team in uh, total tackles, um, and he he's really good. And I I, I thought Canick played a lot better in that game as well. Uh, he, got he he's quick. putting pressure. He, yeah, he, got, he on got that big uh, touchdown or not touchdown pass, but the big like fifty yarder that Woody Washington should not have let happen. Yeah. He ran through that running back. But, Woody Washington cannot let guys be that open, and he kept doing it and kept doing it that game. Which I heard there's a chance that he may even come back next year. I don't know if you heard that, but it's a, it's a chance he'll be back. I'd love it because having him one more year and Gentry again, like Gentry's still young, but I mean he's showing a yeah. lot of improvement. Yeah, he's going to be even better next year. And then you're going to have Billy Bowman again. Bowman Hopefully, I'm still seeing a few things saying he might go, which. No, he's- no, I know, but I'm saying, like, after the game, people are thinking for whatever reason that he'll leave. I don't think so, but Billy Bowman, Peyton, Peyton Bowen. One thing I'm slightly concerned about, Deshaun McCullough's, um, Deshaun McCullough's brother entered today. Yeah. So, I don't think he'll follow. Not that he did much this year anyways. I just, we have to use him because he's – a first round talent. And I just don't think for either he hasn't learned it enough or Venables isn't confident in him. I don't know. Yeah. I hope he doesn't leave. I hope, I hope he does not. Cause it'll be a much, 
It'll be much different next year being in the SEC, as we all know. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's you know I at this point I can't tell you I'm not gonna predict anything on on a because I have no idea who we're gonna have and what and all that. But I heard uh, I think you've we, Gary we talked about it, I think yesterday that Casey Thompson may be in line and maybe coming to be our backup quarterback. You know he was at Texas. Uh, he went to Nebraska, and then he played last year. What was it South Florida? FAU. Yeah, yeah. but he tore his ACL like either yeah. week one or before even week one, so he didn't really play much. So he he's his dad was Charles Thompson, played uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners in the eighties. Fantastic uh, wishbone quarterback. But anyway, bottom line is, I mean, I, as long as we get somebody in there with has a little bit of experience, I'll feel much better about that. Got to shore up the offensive line. Got to get a good tight end, I think. I think the receivers are going to be fine. I think Nick Anderson's a star in the making. I th- truly think he's going to be – he has the potential, in my opinion, to be a first-round draft pick um, here in the next couple of years. We've got the kid coming for Purdue. we still got Anthony coming back. We'll have Farouk. We have Gibson. So, I think the receiving core is going to be fine. Just got to get that, you know, like I said, the offensive line and then worry about – not I shouldn't say worry, but let's get that defense lined up, fixed – Get that fix the defensive line, and I promise you, I think we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of things happening on the defensive side of the ball. But even on the offensive line, even though they played not great, only in my opinion, one of those turnovers was because of his of the pressure yeah. from the offensive sure. line. Like, sure. so there's still hope there. As much as again, there, we'd want to see better. 100%. Hundred like, percent. There's hope. It's just he's not like, a, Arnold's not a guy that's going to get flustered under pressure very much, and he's also like you mentioned, he's got enough speed that he's he'll be able to get out of it. Yeah, it'll be fun. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait until uh, I mean football season for OU is over, but it'll be here hopefully uh, in eight months. I guess again, can't wait for that to happen, but it'll be fun. Can't wait. A lot of uh, we got. I know we play at LSU, at Auburn, where else? I know we play home against Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee. I think we go. Ole Miss Missouri. is going to be an interesting Ole one because they are Missouri's dominating the transfer Missouri's portal. Missouri is a good football team as well. They just beat Ohio State, but it's a very weak Ohio State football team. So, I that just makes me go to like, what do you guys think about the bowl games? I mean, are you do you think there's too many? Do you think what? Because I mean, I there's too many bowl games in my opinion, but I don't know what you guys think. I think there's too many, but there's all. It's also just watered down, because every bowl game, one of the teams is like half strength in in a way. I don't. Know, I just get. It, I feel like it used to just be exciting, like watching a bowl game, sure but it now it's just like. Well, players not, It doesn't hit yeah. the same. NIL is different, and and players sitting out more nowadays than they used to. So a lot of that, and I is is tied into it. So it's frustrating. My personal opinion, and I don't know how they would figure it out, but make sure NIL doesn't happen in, or the uh, transfer portal doesn't open until after bowl season. I wish that was. I wish that were the case. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. How would that be a summertime thing? Yeah, not a lot happens during the summer, anyways, for recruits necessarily. So, like, make that for the That'd transfer. Be perfect. Yeah, it'd be perfect. I know. No, what hardly anybody commits up. during that time. Yeah, they just. I, I'm sure they want to get everybody there by spring sure. campus. Is the sure. issue. Guess that's fair, yeah, and it makes sense. But like, bowl, yeah, I don't like bowl games because they don't like. I don't. It's not fun when forty different players between two teams are sitting out. Like, 
Like Georgia stopped Florida State. That wouldn't. Yeah, until you see, unless it's playoffs, it's just not very fun anymore. Like, yeah. and I'm not it, just saying that because we lost. Like, I don't. It's just. I mean, they had a couple people out as well. Not not nearly to the extent we did, but they did have a couple people out as well. But, but still, like even like win or lose, like bowl games in general, like I don't, I don't typically watch hardly any of them, other than hours and playoffs because it's just not the same. 100%. Yeah, I mean the next if best option was either, like Dad mentioned, Georgia, Florida State, which wasn't a game, or Oregon and Liberty, which also. Wasn't but I'm pretty a game, sure like, Georgia and Florida really. State had a boatload of people sitting out between the two of them. Yeah. yeah. What was Gannon, Gannon, what were you saying? Well, if, I was say if you're drafting a player because this came up the other day, if you're drafting a player, does it change your opinion if they sit out a bowl game or not? In my opinion, not a ton, especially if it's a meaningless bowl game. Um, I think it kind of like shows a like it's a little bit of character you could say, but like I'm not just gonna drop a draft prospect just because he sits out in a bowl game. That doesn't. I mean, matter. but for me, it still makes more sense for the guys that are about to go in the draft. The transfer portal just made it bigger. But, like, I understand if you didn't make the playoffs and you're like, you know what, I'd rather just – I'm about to get a high draft pick. So, like, before before NIL stuff, like, the NFL was how they were going to go make their money. So, that made a little more sense. It's just all the transfer portal guys now that they they transfer, so now they're not playing in anything just so they can go to a new team. So like. I don't think it affects NFL teams because it makes sense why those guys sit out. But one of them that I had an issue with, I wouldn't really say big issue, but it just it's concerning to me is the Malik Murphy kid who uh, who left from Texas to go to Duke. He's one play away from playing in a in a, in a playoff game if, if something happens to Quinn Ewers. So I, I you know he he left his teammates and all that, and I, and I get it. He's trying to take care of himself, but you're, you're leaving your teammates. All it takes is one play, and if Quinn Ewers goes down, now they're going to be going to uh, Arch Manning, who has zero experience uh, at this level, especially in a big-time playoff game. And I know Murphy started, I think, three, two for sure. Three games is what I'm thinking about. Maybe even four. Yeah. Uh, last maybe. Year, he, looked, he looked pretty good. So that's just that's that kind of piece right there is, is, is some of the things that I can't stand about this stuff. I know the first time I ever saw it was Boise State 17 years ago in Oklahoma. We had Reggie Smith, um, one of our cornerbacks, uh, and um, Malcolm Kelly, one of our wide receivers, sit out. And I was like, sit out? Like, what What do you mean sit out? Because they were wanting to get ready for the NFL draft, and both of them um, tanked in the NFL. And I actually thought it was funny because it ticked me off that they did not play uh, against Boise State. And it's not the reason why we lost, but having two key guys like that, would have definitely helped us in that game as well. So, in my opinion, though, it's just like I just don't understand how you could go to a school and maybe not necessarily because of the transfer portal now it's impossible, but like you can go to a school, be there for three, four years, fighting with them all that time. Like you get to a big bowl game and you sit out, and because you sit out, your friends, teammates, buddies, they get embarrassed on national TV because you are too worried about yourself. And I get the whole money thing, but like we mentioned, NIL now, you're getting plenty of money. It doesn't matter what pick you are in the if you're that good, you'll make you'll make money in the NFL. Sure. So in my opinion, I I would definitely shy away from anyone who picked to opt out of a of a bowl game. Well, now go ahead. 
Well, like if it's like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a really bad bowl game, but an early December bowl game from a guy and that's two terrible teams, it's like, okay, that's a little different because that's not necessarily as much prestige, I guess, from winning that game. But from some of these bigger schools, whenever you have a big matchup and well, a lot like, riding on your your name and historic of the of the college, like I don't understand that. For example, like Marvin Harrison sitting out uh, on the Ohio State's game, does that change anything about your opinion on him? I would yeah, still I mean, draft him as high as I could. I'm just, I just don't know if that really would make me like. I would, I would, it, I wouldn't pick him top five. Wait, I'm not saying it's talent wise, but for me, and the th- here's the thing: my next guy would have been Keon Coleman. He set out as well, and then next one's neighbors. I don't know if neighbors set out. He probably did as well. So like, yes, you're gonna have to go way down if you wanted to follow, you know, my rule, which I'm not a GM, so it doesn't matter, but. I'm definitely going to have some character questions for someone like that because it just doesn't make any sense. Here's what I like. Tawee Walker playing the game and then goes to uh, Wisconsin the next day. He actually played the game. You like that? No, I like that he played. I like that he played the game. I don't like the fact that he left, but I like the fact that he actually played the bowl (coughs) game for us and then decided to leave. Well, I, what I don't like is him entering the portal and then playing and then leaving. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Rather, yeah. You know, like, if you're going to do that, play the game, enter the portal, and then leave. Like, yeah. that's what I don't like is the necessarily the order that he did it. I don't – like, he probably wouldn't have played much next year anyways. But no. Not at all. Because no. one thing I've been wondering, which I guess I'll need to look at this, but Javante, are we able to redshirt him this year now? Because I don't know if he even played four or five games. We may, we may not. I wouldn't be surprised if he – there's another portal opening. I, I believe it's in April time frame. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves as well. I hope not, but uh, you never know. But we've got – I mean, Sawchuck needs to be the guy. Hopefully he'll be healthy all year and just keep running the ball with him. But we'll see. It'll be interesting. Definitely be interesting. But I, I can't stand all the uh, the movement. I know they're going to have to do something different in the and change it somehow, some way. You know, years ago they made it to where if you if you transfer, then you had to sit out a year. I think that would slow some stuff down for some of these kids. Not saying that's the uh, the right thing to do. I don't know if you, you you make them sit out the first three games. I don't know. I mean, it, who knows what? But there's got to be something done to where there's it, it slows it down just a hair. Well, I think it should be something. If you play like fifty percent of the games or something, <laughs> then you wait a year because you were playing at the team you were at so it's sure. not because you're it's not like you're leaving to get a shot like you had you were getting a shot but if you weren't playing feel free because you know then i understand that but kel gundy said that they should be they should uh, be forced to pay if they're making nil they should be forced to pay you know 10 15 20 percent of that back if they were to, if they if they if they do leave the school Maybe that helps. I don't know the answer to that, but it, I just it's just frustrating. It's the way the football is now. You're going to have two super conferences. You're going to have the SEC and Big Ten, which is going to be fantastic. But somehow, some way, Florida State and Clemson are going to figure out a way to get out of the ACC, and they're going to probably most likely join the SEC. It's just kind of a guess of mine. I don't know. I just wish there was a way to well, – yeah, it is what it is. They're not going to be able to do it. I just wish there was, you know, make three super conferences because then – but. It's not going to happen. You're going to have two super conferences is basically what it's going to come down to. 
Big 12 um, is going to be a step down. But if you talk about basketball-wise, they're going to be one of the best basketball conferences for sure. But we'll see about that. That'll be uh, another year until basketball season starts. I know Sooners are doing pretty well. I think we're 12-1 and in basketball this season. Uh, Big 12 play, I think, is getting ready to start up um, pretty quick. So, But anyway, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Kellen, what uh, Georgia-wise, you know, they stopped Florida State. Have you were – Obviously expecting that, I'm assuming, but have you heard anything from anybody there? I haven't seen anybody yet. Never, I haven't seen – been out of the house hardly. Yeah. So, so let me ask you guys. I'm sure I'll you, hear a lot tomorrow. On YouTube, we're getting – you know, our YouTube channel, Foxed In Sports, um, we're getting comments from people, you know, about how we're going to cry and whine, you know, whenever we go to the SEC. I got news where we're not going to be crying. We're not going to be whining we're realistic in knowing that we're stepping into a much bigger um, challenge that's going to be in front of us with Georgia, with Alabama. I mean, you know, LSU, whoever. It's going to be challenging, but we're not coming in to lose. We're going to come in there and try to win. So it's going to be different. It's going to be difficult, uh, but we're not going to be crying. We're not going to be whining. Uh, you know, you won't hear that here on this podcast anyway. And Sooner fans are not going to be crying and whining. So, but I'm, I just get, I get, you know, it is what it is. Hey, keep keep the comments coming. We love them. But uh, well, like I, uh, I think it's responded original to talk about. Like I responded to one of them. If you took Oklahoma's record against SEC opponents and compared it to current SEC people, we would be number one in the conference in. SEC conference play winning percentage by like a good amount. So it's not like Oklahoma is not up to that standard. And a lot of people might be like, well, what about that was way back when, when we were dominating and everything like doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the name's still Oklahoma. Nobody wants to play Oklahoma. Nobody wants to recruit against Oklahoma, especially with Venables there. So when Saban decides to retire, Alabama's going to take a little hit. I'm not going to say they're going to go from here to way down here, but they'll take a hit. He, I guarantee you he's worth Well, Saban's saving, so nobody's – yeah, nobody's matching that. Right, and that's what I'm saying. He's worth, you know, a couple extra – A win and a half. Well, yeah, but I mean – A year. If you don't have him, you're probably going to lose at least two games a year if you don't have Nick Saban, at least two, most likely three games a year. So, Kirby Smart's going to be the one that's going to most likely take over. That's kind of why I'm rooting for Alabama to win the national championship. Not really rooting for them because uh, I'd still like to see Michigan win personally. But if Saban retires or if Saban wins the national championship, I could see him retiring this year because I think all this NIL deal, all this kind of garbage is just – he's just had enough of it. I mean, if they win this year, it's a good time to retire. Like just retire on top one last time. Like 100%. Not that I don't think he can keep winning, but like, does he? I mean, that's a hard job. At some point, you deserve retirement. Sure. I think he's 72, and, 73 years old. So, yeah, he, he needs to. Yeah. Everything changing, like, more than it ever has, especially in his days. Like, that's a lot yeah. to try and switch and still be competitive. Yeah. Well, not, a, not that, but I'm more so talking about NIL and NIL. transfer portal and yeah. such, yeah. which he's still getting any player he wants, essentially. But. He's losing guys that a lot of teams wish that they had, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, he, and 
he's got somebody that he's going to be bringing in right behind him. That's just what it is. He may not want to retire because he's just got this thing going, but I'm just thinking, you know, I'm thinking that, uh, that's just me. I'm thinking that if he wins the title, Hey, like Kellen just said a minute ago, leave on top. That'd be fantastic. Give everybody else a chance. What I want, the way I'm looking at it, you know, but I know big 10, I mean, they're going to have, you know, um, Ohio or, you know, Ohio state, Michigan, but then they're also bringing in USC, Washington, um, Oregon, I mean, UCLA, but they're not as, they're not as strong, but I mean, they're, that's going to be a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good conference as well. College football is just changing and we've got to, you know, as much as I can't stand it, I've got to get with the times. That's what it is. And your kids will be looking at it and, and it'll be normal to them. Um, and it's not anywhere normal to me and eventually, you know, it will be for you guys. So but it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Got a question that I posted a couple of weeks ago when, uh, you know, we were expecting to shoot a podcast. But so heading into the SEC next year, would you rather have at quarterback Sam Bradford, Baker, Kyler, and Jackson? And this is more so I get like their first year starting. So not like necessarily prime Bradford, prime Baker. Kyler was essentially in his prime from day one, honestly. But or would you rather? bet on Jackson Arnold that he's going to, you know, not necessarily be better in a sense, and maybe so, but be able to win just as many, if not more games. For me, no diss to any of them because they're all great and Jackson Arnold is going to be great, but I'd have to go with my favorite Oklahoma player of all time. The, the only person that can just, no matter what what's happening, brings his team up and brings the other team down without even without even his play, just words, and that's Baker Mayfield. I just think the way he can get a team fired up and get under the other team's skin, all those guys have all the talent in the world, but that was like – he was kind of like – I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's the greatest of all time, but the way Michael Jordan, like he had all the talent in the world, but he also could just get in your head and that, back it up. It, yeah. Well, yeah. He had both. Yeah. He had both, and that's what made him. That's what separated him from anybody else. I think Baker's skill was incredible, but the fact that he could just just get under the other team's skin and just really rile him up. I don't know. I would love to see him. Oh, and also. Baker with our defense. Yeah, that's fair. But any of those guys with this defense. So, like, and even then, our defense could be even better than they are, but this is still a better defense than those guys had. But that'd be my answer, but I'm, I wouldn't be mad at any of them. What do you think, Gannon? Well, I don't know. I, I want to say just all the chips in, man. I'll go Jackson Arnold. I think he's the man, dude. Like, I don't know. I I was going to say earlier, like, the biggest losses, um, kind of, I guess you could say, of, like, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield's, like, career was at the end of college, at the time, at least, their biggest losses. They were, like, they were distraught, obviously. But Jackson Arnold's biggest loss of his career just came in his first start in college, which is, like, I don't. I think he's got. I think he's gonna have a different kind of like fire behind him, motivating him, especially going into the SEC. Yeah. I I just have a different different kind of feeling. 
I'm going to go Jackson Arnold. Garrett, what about you? I'm with, I'm with Gannon. I I think Arnold. Everything Kellen pointed out about Baker is true. I think Ar- is true. Yes, but I think Arnold can and will be at that point once he gets more game time and confidence. Not that he doesn't have confidence in himself, but once he has the the gameplay game, game to prove it. Yeah. Like I think athletically, he's right behind Kyler because Kyler's arguably the best athlete of all time in college football. Like he's in, he's just not maybe not all time, but He's up. There. He's up. He's there. an insane He's athlete. Yeah. yeah. Sam Bradford, one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. That's statistically proven. I think move. Arnold is right behind every single one of them in every category. So he's a combination of both with the dad's favorite word, Moxie of Baker, athleticism of Kyler, and arm talent slash strength of um, Bradford. Bradford. What has he so, done for you to think that he'll have like? Just the mouthiness of of Baker and the the get under your skin because like his High dad talked play. about how quiet he is and how like it was good for him to sit behind Dylan Gabriel to learn how to become a leader but he's he's a very quiet guy so like I'm not and, saying and, anything against him I love the guy no, 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 I can't yeah. wait to see him play I just don't see him being a guy that's up there planting a flag in the middle of Ohio State's stadium and I'm not saying it has to get to that level but I, even mm-hmm. a half of that would be. Enough for me, to... what it is is high school play of and what he did in high school, which granted, yeah, I, that's a year ago being behind Gabriel. That could have changed. But on the other side, like you said, I don't see him planting a flag in the middle of the field. But what I do see from Baker is getting a first down, getting hit really hard or something, you know, standing up in the dude's face and like making sure the crowd and everyone knows like he's here. It's a first down and like, you know, come at him, try and come at him again. Like, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. More so than, you know, grabbing his stuff to get the Kansas sideline and everything. Like, yeah, no, I agree. That's different. But I, he, I think is he mouthy or is it more just kind of like you said, just like it's, on the I, field? Like, I think it's you can tell he's the boss. Like, yeah, the confidence, that, the confidence, and he makes a big play or something. He's gonna stare him right in the eyes. Yeah. Like he's gonna let him know. Yeah. It, it's hard yeah. to do on a football field, but basketball you know we see it a lot a guy hits a clutch shot on a, a defender and they just kind so of stare at him while they're walking down the yeah floor. it's like it, okay knowing what i know now Dad, here you go I, I would i would have jackson arnold i love baker mayfield i think he uh i love his his attitude and just his confidence and he gets his team like I, his team just feeds off of it um but I, I, you know, we didn't win a title with him. We didn't win a title with uh, with any of those guys, and I love them to death. They all were Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. But I think we have the opportunity to win a, win a title with uh, Jackson Arnold. But while I I see what you're saying, like not winning a title with Baker was not Baker. Like you can't put up well, 50, 60 points and and blame it on for him. Whatever, for whatever reason, and I don't understand it, and I'd love to see it. Why? Lincoln Riley took the ball out of his hands in that Rose Bowl against Georgia. Didn't make any sense whatsoever. Because he was the Heisman winning quarterback, and he should have let him. He's the one reason and he, he was got there. on he fire. Took the ball out of his hands, and basically, in my opinion, well, that's why we lost the game. But I'm just saying, knowing what I know now and everything, I would still. I think I would put all the chips in because I think Jackson Arnold has the potential to be the best quarterback in the history of Oklahoma Sooners football. That's what I think. I, I don't know whether or not I'm right or wrong, but just from people that I. Uh, I trust and, and I listen to and all that kind of stuff and they the, the, what they have said about him, he's got the the chance and the potential. 
I don't want to put that all on him, but I think he's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a lot different, though. It's going to be a lot tougher when you're going up against Alabama or you're going up against Georgia, LSU. Well, that's the thing, though. These defenses, it's going to be tougher. But those defenses are more, you know, getting him ready for the NFL than the, the uh, Kansases and the Iowa State. They're getting more ready for the college football playoffs, too. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly, 100%. So that's, that's what it, I'm looking for. But at. I just hope we have the offensive coordinator to – Oh, we do. Hey, do not. Because, like, as much as I hate Lincoln Riley, he knew what he was doing on offense most of the time. Like, he always ran a good offense. I just hope we have – I just hope we have the coaching staff around him that that will use him to this event. Seth Luttrell is going to be a good – really good offense coordinator. Um, He he likes to throw the ball around as well. He was a fullback at Oklahoma 2000 National Championship out of Muskogee. He's a – He's a state high school wrestler that won the, uh, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The state, you know, his weight class here in Oklahoma. He would beat up all those offensive coordinators by himself. He, that dude is like one tough guy. I wouldn't like, if you're wanting to go in a fight, that's who you want to bring in with you. He's going to bring that attitude with him. I promise you that wasn't his offense. The whole thing. He probably threw a few things of his that he likes. Just wait. This guy is going to – he's going to be – he's going to be – he's going to be a, going to be a uh, future head coach in college football, and it's because of the way he'll play uh, – do but, some play calling and Jackson Arnold. My thing, though, is Kellen – like Kellen said, like Riley had the offensive locked, locked down. We don't have any side locked down right now. Venables nope. – like in Venables, in my opinion, he has – he has got to lock down yeah. that defense next year. 100%. Being the head coach and being the 100%. talent that he – or what he's done before, like – in my opinion, the last next year's the year to prove it. If you're well, going to show us anything, let's and yeah. he's got so much talent on that defense now. People coming back and people coming in that I don't really care, you know who we played. Yeah, we've got to show we've out on defense. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I got. I'm gonna. What I'll do in the next uh, week in between now and then is is we'll look at his uh, defense at Clemson the first year, second year, third year, and all that. Doesn't guarantee a squad here at Oklahoma, but I'm just interested in seeing because you're right. They've got to start locking them down and giving up, quit giving up big plays, quit having the. They have moments to like they just they don't know what's going on. I don't know. I mean, it, it, and it's frustrating. So we've got to figure that out. Oh my goodness, Alabama's good. Michigan, Michigan just uh, muffed another punt and almost got a safety, but Alabama knocked him out at the one. I was wondering what just happened. Who's got the ball? Michigan does now because Alabama just had a three and out, but that punt. Yeah, but now they're on the one yard line and they got to try and not do a safety. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Alabama just came in clutch with that punt, so like, because sure. all, all they needed it's tied. All they need is a field goal, but Michigan, that's their second muff and that's their second points. guy back there. Learn how to hike the football. They would have hit that extra point. They'd be winning this game. So it is what it is. So. But, hey, we have the Fox Den uh, Sports Podcast uh, would love to thank every single one of you for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll be on again here soon. I, I know we're going to be also wanting to put out more content on different sports. We need, you know, there'll be separate podcasts dealing with NFL or Oklahoma City Thunder, things like that. So just because you are subscribing to our channel, don't stop because we're still going to put some Oklahoma Sooner content out there. But you got to think about it. The, the season's over, so we're going to have to kind of go in a different direction with some NFL, some Thunder things that we want to talk about as well. We're always going to talk about Oklahoma at some point, you know, the closer it gets, uh, you know, to the season and, and transfer portal news and all those kind of things. So remember, but subscribe to our YouTube channel, folks. That's the best way 
to, to find out about us. We're on Kellen has the, uh, the Twitter account. Garrett, Garrett uh, takes care of the Instagram account. So we're on there as well. Um, and just make sure, you know, you guys all tune into us and subscribe and put in comments. Cause we love your comments and we appreciate everything you do for us. However, I want to remind everybody that iron sharpens iron. Please stay safe. Be savage and not average. And remember to join the Skulk. And until next time, good. Goodbye, everybody. Boomer. Jackson Arnold. You've been listening to the Fox Dan Sports Podcast with Todd, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Find us on Facebook at Fox Den Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdensports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Den Sports.